Hold on to your butt. I'm, of course, surprised that a story had such an immediate and profound effect upon radio listeners. Hooey pleases the boobs a great deal more than sense. Whoa, is us! We're in a lot of trouble! In politics, man must learn to rise above principle. What the hell are we doing here? We are behaving the way a superpower ought to be. Well, our behavior has produced some crappy results. What we're witnessing now is the failure of the state. It is a death struggle for our republic. Giving voice to liberty in our time. Well, the government is still partially shut down. We're almost there, folks. Completely shut it down. Mitt Romney's opening his big mouth. There's a new dating app out there in the world. And apparently a lot of people are dying today. One in particular. There are certain people that play a ancillary role. Is that the word? Ancillary role? There. A secondary role? Yeah. Uh, hey, Seth, you notice he looked at me to get clarification well, so on a would. word? You're so good when it comes to pronunciation That's of words. messed up, but true, because I don't I know. Apparently, I can't even spell the word role wow. in the right context. That's impressive. And my sister-in-law's a teacher. But yes, an, an ancillary <laughs> role. It runs in the family. In, in a way, ancillary. Yeah, might, that's ancillary, a good. Yeah, yeah you know, secondary. Seven dollar words. You know, you play support. You're, you're part of the support team, and there are some people who do that so well for decades that they become stars in their own right. They might as well be the primary driving force behind so much. And one of those guys is well. Let Ric Flair do the honors. Me! Yes, apparently, as announced by WWE, Mean Gene Okerlund uh, passed away today at the age of 76. Yeah, people from all over the wrestling industry are sending their regards, sharing memories, uh, Hulk Hogan included. I mean, any classic wrestling promo, there's a guy holding the microphone, the stick man himself, Mean Gene Okerlund, whether it's Ric Flair or Hulk Hogan or Ultimate Warrior or... Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And in 2006, when Mean Gene was inducted, they put together a little montage to celebrate Mean Gene's career, and I'd like to play it now. Let's let's give a listen, folks. Would you please welcome Gene Okerlund? His illustrious career has spanned nearly four decades, and he's still one of the most recognizable personalities in wrestling history. Gene Okerlund has seen and done it all. He spent time in the AWA, WCW, and of course, the WWE. When the World Wrestling Federation exploded into a cross-cultural phenomenon in the 1980s, Mean Gene was nearly as popular as the superstars themselves, thanks in no small part to his good friend, the immortal Hulk Hogan. Well, you know something, Mean Gene. Well, you know something, Mean Gene. You know something, Mean Gene. This man right here, my very dear, close, personal, longtime friend, Hulk Hogan, very instrumental in picking up the banner of Mean Gene. The chemistry between the unlikely duo was pure magic, and it led to one of the most mismatched tag teams in wrestling history. Mean Gene's in the ring, all right, Yeah, okay, they're training montage together. is hilarious. Here's Dakota 2, for Dakota 3. It's Gina Mania. It's Hulkamania going wild. 
always the consummate professional. One Take Okerlund never falters under pressure. He comes off that top rope with a flying... <laughs> I could do this better drunk. Now, I'm not about to lay down on my back and let someone cover me. I thank you very much. <laughs> I screwed that thing up. What? Oh, my God. You have embarrassed me again, Jim. It's not Jim, it's me. I told you, right? Where I got the big mouth, she nursed me for four years. Do you have a name on that? Male or female? <laughs> um, I didn't check. Uh, <laughs> neither did I. You've already given me my haircut. Doesn't Adrian look smashing today? You're standing behind him, I don't know. What yeah. exactly is that? This is the vault for the family jewels. I didn't mean to say that. <laughs> my word. A little accident there. You guys can go f*** yourself because we're out of time here. <laughs> <laughs> With a unique sense of humor, boyish charm, and a great set of pipes, Mean Gene Okerlund is truly one of a kind. I have the honor of interviewing the biggest names in the sport. Some have been a pleasure, while others, I just had to do my job. He is blessed with a lovable charisma that remains timeless. Hi again, Mean Gene here. Gene Mania is running wild. Mean Gene Okerlund, meaner than ever. It's an honor to welcome the first announcer ever inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame, Mean Gene Okerlund. Yeah, uh, but he passed away today at 76. I mean, it's sad, man. If you think of really wrestling, is. you think of Mean Gene. He's one of those guys who was there along all the greats, putting up with some of the ridiculous. Because in the old school promos, promos today in wrestling, if you turn on Raw or SmackDown, are, at least in the WWE, are very scripted. Like, the people in the back know what the wrestler is going, and the interviewer is going to say beforehand. But back then, especially in the 80s and early 90s, wasn't scripted. It might be like, okay, I want you. To, yeah, I want you to be pissed off. I, you, Ric Flair, I want you to be pissed off at the Macho Man. But you know, pretty much other than that, <laughs> and uh, put over that you're going to be fighting uh, this Saturday at the Cow Palace or whatever. And they would just go with it. And Gene was brilliant at reacting to a lot of these folks. Like, there's a classic one, the uh, classic. Macho Man, the cream rises to the top promo. Uh, this is, I think, so that I'm certain my guest at this time will not forget. I'm talking about the former Intercontinental Champion of the World, Macho Man nothing Randy. Means nothing. 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 Nothing, means nothing. nothing means nothing. Nothing means nothing. What do you mean by that? Lord, I'm talking about all the way to the top. Yeah. <laughs> Unjustifiably in a position that I'd rather not be in. But the cream will rise to the top. Oh, yeah. Macho Madness, he has got more to offer than President Jack Tunney thinks that I got. Yeah, and I'm going to tell you something right now. Cards stacked against the Macho Man Randy Savage in WrestleMania 3. Yeah, let me say it. Yeah, let me say it out loud. And let me point to the president of the World Wrestling Federation. The Macho Man Randy Savage is not happy with your decision. Yeah, I am the cream in the World Wrestling Federation. Wait, wait a minute, and there is no doubt about it. Yeah. Yeah, you mean Gene Okerlund. You know that I'm the cream of the crop. Oh, wait, wait a minute, though, Randy. I've got to ask you very seriously. Do you blame Mr. Jack Tunney, the distinguished but, president of the World yeah. Wrestling Federation, for Ricky Steamboat being the Intercontinental Champion today? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Outside interference here. Yeah. In my moment of glory. Yeah, no, I'm living in a nightmare. And I am the cream. <laughs> and now, not only the Intercontinental Heavyweight Championship belt must fall, but the World Heavyweight Championship belt. Because Hulk Hogan, yeah, 
I am the cream, yeah. The cream of the crop. And there is no one that does it better than the macho man Randy Savage. On balance, off balance, doesn't matter. I'm better than you are, yeah. I'm talking to everyone in the World Wrestling Federation. And I'm even talking... President Jack Tunney, yeah, I'm on my way, and nothing is going to stop me, nothing's going to stop me. You know, just out of curiosity, Randy, and I certainly don't want to diminish your tremendous uh, God-given talents, but, but I'm very curious, I haven't seen Elizabeth lately. Yeah, she's on the outside of the ring, does she interfere in matches? Yeah, nothing, zero, yeah, pure athlete, yeah, and I've been, uh, yeah, maligned on the top to the bottom and because they can't handle the macho man randy savage the cream of the crop nobody does it better <laughs> oh man there's just so many um but it my heart goes out to the family to anybody out there who you know it loves me Yeah, and it's no secret for folks who listen. My roommates and I have been going back, and we're watching old WCW, all the Nitros, like in the mid-'90s. And Ric Flair is the head of the Four Horsemen back then. And he, whatever, whatever is going on, Ric Flair would always cut him with a me Gene, my God, woo! And it just, I don't know. To see that Mean Gene's passed away at 76 is, uh, well, it's eye-opening. It, it really is sad. It really I mean, is. I grew up with him, yeah. with the WWE. The one that came before him was Gordon Soley. Yeah, he was more Florida Championship Wrestling, that sort of stuff. He, yeah, he was Florida Championship Wrestling. He went into the WCW, which yeah. was the Atlanta-based, and that was before the W... What was it? WWF and and all well, those got together before and they challenged WWF. E- either way, yeah. you know he was he was one of the great announcers because he really was. You know, there's so much uh, artistry that goes a- along with wrestling right. that the announcer becomes part of. You're in the match, it. yeah, and you have to and react to the promos to all. Well, Mean Gene was there. He apparently was a disc jockey in Nebraska. Early on, and then in the 1970, he jumped into wrestling. He started real big in Vern Gagne's AWA. That's where Hulk Hogan got his star. Jesse the Body Ventura. Jesse Ventura is the one who called him Mean Gene. Oh, Mean Gene here. Jesse was like the bad guy announcer, the the heel announcer, and would always call out Mean Gene apparently. And then Gene went from there to WWF. Was Right there when they started at WrestleMania, then he hopped to WCW when they got really blown and going in the 90s, back to the WWF. He just, uh, I don't know, be missed. It's kind of part of my childhood, just died today. But apparently Daryl Dragon, the captain and Captain Tennille, or whatever, he, how you say her last name, um, he passed today, 76. Um, let me think. Bob Einstein, I know him as Funkhauser from Curb Your Enthusiasm, died today at 76. So three people died today at 76. Old Mean Gene, Ooh. when you think of wrestling, you think of Mean Gene, you know? Him and that dude for, uh, when it, are you ready to rumble? You know? Right. Yeah, man. I mean, it's like a, it's one of the few constants of wrestling. We're, right. It's, it's, again, one of these guys that plays a secondary role um, who almost be, when he dies, you're like, wow. He was involved in so much, and uh, to see the outpouring of love, to, especially from people who watch, but also people in the industry, I had to get that off my chest. Rest in peace, me and Gene Okerlund. But, mm. got to move on today. 
I've been thinking. Have you been thinking, brother? Well, number one, I didn't know I was going to start off with this today, but then the news got going. And you know, I'm not here always to defend President Trump. I've been defending him recently because I like his recent moves in foreign policy. I like that Trump wants to bring the troops home from a lot of parts of the world. Especially when it's just like, what are we doing there? It's mission creep. It's not a clear objective. Bring the troops home. Great job, Donald Trump. But Donald Trump is, by God, no Boy Scout. I mean, Jeff Sessions was literally a Boy Scout. If you look at Donald Trump's <laughs> personal life, and I think everybody knows this, even the folks who voted for him, Donald Trump is no saint by any means. I mean, he's been married Agreed. a few times. He's, you know, what is what are the big scandals? He slept with a porn star and a Playboy playmate. I mean, that's a big scandal, but then there's a big part of the population that's like, good job, Donald. Wow, I guess money does give you everything, or something like that. But I'm not, I don't think there are too many people that are going to say Donald Trump is like the moral North Star, you know? Like, he is the epitome of moral character. Right. So Mitt Romney's main beef with Donald Trump, Mitt Romney is now the newly elected senator from Utah. And Donald you, Trump endorsed you're about, him. You're talking about the same Mitt Romney that lost in the primary to Donald Trump? Yes. Okay, the same Mitt Romney that ran for president and lost? Yeah, yeah. in 2012. Destroyed the same Mitt Romney that was interviewed as Secretary of State and did not get the job and so was pissed off at Donald Trump because he didn't hire him. That, yeah, and the that same Mitt Romney? Yeah, the same Mitt Romney that flip-flopped on pretty much every political issue under the sun. Okay, just just making sure we're talking about the same person. Right, that, a guy who really is like trying to out-gay rights Ted Kennedy when he's running for Senate in Massachusetts early on and then is now against gay marriage later on, that's moral integrity, Mitt. But the point is, is I don't expect my politicians to be consistent. I think in politics, hypocrisy is a virtue. It's at the beginning of my show. In politics, men must learn to rise above principle. I get it. That's how the game is played. But this is the problem. It's not really with you, Mitt Romney, though you're the one who said it, so you're on blast. Or something like that. <laughs> I thought it was on fleek. No, no, it's something no, different. Blast is it. On blast. Yeah, yeah, blast. Okay. Yeah. I'm giving him some size. I get something else when you I look at the I'm throwing up. shade his way, all right, boys? Oh. Mitt Romney's big beef with Donald Trump isn't a you know, particular policy or whatever. Mitt Romney's beef is Trump doesn't have the character to represent the nation. When do we start looking at presidents to represent our moral character as a people? So I look back through American history and say what you will, some presidents were more successful than others. Some presidents, by my standards, are better than others. But I don't look at people who occupy the White House and go, hmm, I'm going to take my moral values from these yahoos. Give me a break, especially in modern history. That's what religion's for, man. Exactly. It's what religion's for. Yeah. What philosophy's for. I, I think what Seth, literature's for. I think Seth makes a great point because I can remember, I'm old enough, I remember <laughs> back in the 90s when uh, Clinton was president and the whole, you know... Uh, Thing with Monica? Whatever the word is, is, or, yeah, you know, yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. deal. Yeah, the Monica yeah. Lewinsky thing. And it was like, well, that I, did, I said I didn't have sex with her, but, dude... 
and people were outraged. <laughs> they were outraged about that, and yeah. and I did even as a as a as a much younger person. I didn't even have children at the time, and I thought, well, but I mean, that's just one dude. I mean, that's the right. president. You know, that doesn't mean that it's okay for everyone in the country to perform those tasks on one another. And and not be accused of doing that, right? In quotation marks, I didn't get it. Well, and it's just a, I've never looked at the president right. as the the my statue. I look as a Christian. Who do you look to? Jesus Christ. Yes, that's the standard. Yes, that's what you're supposed to live up to. Not the freaking president. No, and this idea. It's just another instance of. We don't just want our president to be commander-in-chief. I believe that is in the Constitution. We don't want the president to be the chief executive officer of the executive branch. That, again, is in the Constitution. No, president from time to time will inform Congress, you know, do the whole state of the union. Yeah, that's in the Constitution. Where does it say in the Constitution that the president is the moral conscience of the people? Think about it this way. Give me way. a break. Joey, think <laughs> about it this way. What if I go home with lipstick on my collar and smelling like perfume because I've just been with another woman? Mm. And my wife looks at me and says, what have you been doing? And I say, I'm the same thing that the president's been doing. (laughs) How how the hell is that going to go over? Do you you think Rowena is going to look at me and go, oh, that's right. The president did it. That makes it okay. And not just one, but several presidents. Yeah, grab them by it. They let you grab it. Just grab it. Right. No. As long as it's not sex, you're good. Yeah. Eating ain't cheating. The why in the world would we as Americans think that, well, whatever the president does, we can do, or whatever the president says is right, is morally right. I don't get that. Have you ever had a boss? Have you ever had a boss that did something that you thought was morally wrong? I'm sure everybody out there listening has. Does that mean that that gives you the authority and the right to go out and do that and justify it by saying, well, you know what? My boss does it. That means it's right. Look at the president as the boss of the United States. And it's like... To use that as an argument, that's absolutely ridiculous. No, he's he's really good with money, or he's really good at running whatever business I'm in, or he's really right. good at running the country. Right. They have certain virtues. To be a president of the United States, you must possess certain virtues. I mean, courage would be one of them. To get off your duff and go run for the presidency of the United States takes a lot of courage. I'll give you that. He might need to be gifted and persuasive in certain ways and in speaking and writing. I mean, there's a lot of different things we can expect of our presidents. You know, don't start a war, or if we are in a war, execute it properly and efficiently and, you know, well-advised manner. But this idea that we would have... It's another example of us deifying the presidency. It's the cult of personality around the presidency. And it's not just Trump derangement syndrome. There was Obama derangement syndrome, and there was Bush derangement syndrome. And I wasn't old enough when Clinton was, you know, doing that thing in the Oval Office with a cigar. But I'm pretty sure there was derangement syndrome around him and Reagan and Ford, even. My goodness. It's just become, it's become a joke, America. You're represented by a senator. You're represented by whomever is your house, your representative in the house. You're represented by your mayor and your governor and your state legislator. 
They're also represented by a lot of other things in your life, especially morally. It only takes two steps, or a couple steps, you know, for the guy to go way up there to be Joe Blow right next to you. Exactly. And this, I don't know, I think we put way too much importance on the presidency. And it's one thing to say, no, now it's the national security state, and they've got all these weapons of war at their disposal. The, the president's beck and call, you can say, bomb this area. Yeah, that's a lot of responsibility, and that sort of power True. should be limited. But at a certain point, can we stop it with the Looney Tunes, almost pseudo-religious praise of not a given president, but the presidency itself? It's a joke. And it's going to lead us down a dark alley. Keep praising the great man in the White House. Give me a break. I don't like Trump because he's not morally sound enough. Yeah. Yeah, well, what do you think about him pulling troops out of Afghanistan, Mitt? Well, that's not uh, the correct policy. We need to continue to, you know, back one... Hmm. Let's back one of the tribes and one of the drug lords and fight the Taliban while we help prop up the whole damn nation for China and Iran and Pakistan and India to come in and benefit economically. But no, that's... I, he, I don't like him because he slept, he slept with somebody else other than his wife. Give me a break. Just a joke. Well, anyway. I mean, Mitt, Mitt is supposed to be a Mormon, and I'm assuming that's a Christian religion. And what did Christ say? If you so much as look at a woman with lust mm -hmm. in your heart, you have committed adultery. So... And I don't know. I can't speak for Mitt Romney. I'm sure he's looked at a woman at one point in his life and said, man, I'd love to tag that. I'm just saying, maybe he hadn't. Maybe he's the only man that has not done See, that. See, I like to think that Mitt Romney and many of our other senators were born without private parts. They may be eunuchs. <laughs> I'd like to think that. I know they're not because they have children or something like that. Angels, devils, either way. Right. Something like that. I'd like to think that they don't do that sort of thing. especially. It's possible. Right, it's possible. Might have been in a bad accident at some point. But do you think Mitt maybe, you know, when he had one of those thoughts, quoted Prince, if a man is considered guilty for what goes on in his mind, give me the electric chair for all my future crimes? Mm. I don't know, but I, I want to get off this because it's got me hot. It's tap, hmm? not tag. Tap. tap. Yes. Tap. tap. Sorry, Grandpa. Had to fix you there. Tap. Yeah. Tag. Well. well. <laughs> but there's a new uh, we dating. Should tag them. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it, Southern Wood. <laughs> Doctor Wood. But you're you're a very married, man. Yes, very that, married. Yeah, and that whole scenario you gave about the collar with the lipstick and the perfume, that was just hypothetical. It was a good one. Uh, it was extremely hypothetical because right. I've been told what would happen if I came home exactly. like that. Exactly, and you would deserve it. And, and that doesn't necessarily stop me from doing it, but it does give me pause. <laughs> no, you do it because you don't want to do it. You know no, it would I be wrong. I really don't. Because right. Rowena is freaking awesome. Right. She I is. love her. Exactly. She's great. Like but a lot imagine, more say for another sake, of she's him. working on them birthing hips. No, she's getting—they're gone. They done walked out the door. The second you didn't walk in it. Stop talking about your lovely wife on the airwaves. Let's just say, for another hypothetical sake, you are single. I'm single. Okay, I'm ready to mingle. And you're like, hmm, should I do this old-fashioned way and just ask somebody for their digits in in the flesh, like in person, or? you do what the cool kids do? Do you uh, hook up on a dating app with somebody? Now, but you've heard that Tinder's a bad experience for people. Places like OkCupid and Match.com, they're just, they're old hat. <laughs> <laughs> There's a new dating app, though, that your friends, let's call them Joey, steers you towards. 
Clay. Joe, this hypothetical right. Joey. Right, Clay. So Seth. This hypothetical Seth, you Joey. are a single man. <laughs> I am single. Yeah, uh-huh. this is an hypothetical to Seth and I. There's a new app out there called Hater. Okay, cool. Not it's waiter, not Tinder. Hater. Hater. And apparently it connects people based on mutual hatreds. Ooh, I'm liking this. Exactly. Uh, Apparently it started as a comedy skit that, oh, this is some stupid internet comedy skit where we connect people based on what they hate. But the guy who wrote the skit realized <gasps> this could actually be an app. We saw it. Yeah. We, we Oh, awesome. Yeah, and apparently it'll give you a bunch of topics, and you can swipe up to love, down to hate, right to like, left to dislike, and or you can say no comment on a given issue, and it'll sort you and say that you are now matched with somebody who also hates Barack Obama, or somebody else who also hates radio shows. That's why we don't love everything. We just hate it all. I think it's actually a great basis for a long-term loving relationship. Mutual hatred. Mutual hatred. Find a mutual scapegoat. Be like, you know, I could be over here hating you five, six, ten years into the relationship, but instead, we both, you remember how much we both hated Barack Obama when he was president? It's like, that's why I love you and we always will. Thanks, honey. the, The doctor lady with the homeless guy. Oh my God. The doctor lady with the homeless guy? Yeah, she had some, some, uh, um, Homeless looking dude on the couch, and they're dating. It's because they have mutual hatreds. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's just. Uh, I think it's it's a good basis for the future. You know, short term pleasure and love based on hatred really spells a healthy society, doesn't it, gents? <laughs> That's the most ridiculous damn thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> See, I'm, I am way too old for y'all's generation, and I'm not that old. I, I'm really not. Your beard says otherwise. We, yeah, well, I, I, I colored it for Christmas so I'd look like Santa Claus. Those are, that's that's fake white hair. You're supposed to do all hair. of it, not just your bottom part. <clears throat> you. The, I, I mean, I don't... I, I just don't even understand that. I always worked off of mutual loves. And not necessarily only that, it was the initial attraction to someone. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, you didn't FaceTime or, or see anybody. You met them in person and talked to them for a minute. And it, wa- it was, I, I guess you would say it that way, it was mutual loves if you want to put yeah. it that way instead of mutual hates and and you would you would have a conversation with somebody and you would ask them for their phone number and though I let me ask it you it started do that you, way instead of you know looking at a picture and swiping and this right. and all that bull crap it I is just bull can't crap. imagine no but let me ask you you're in, you are in a long term relationship is there anything you and lovely Rowena mutually dislike or hate yeah, a lot of stuff. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Boom. Yeah, but but we Wait. didn't necessarily know that when we started. I mean, but when, it's helped the relationship last. See, well, yeah. I well, mean, when that's they why started, they learned that they were they. Hey, she's hot. Hey, he's hot. Yeah, you know? common well, interests and, and looks and hopes in the future. Yeah, and I mean that's the way it starts, and then you get into that at a later time. It's like, no, nah, I can't be around you, and I, I did. I mean, I sure. met some girls that. You know, it was like no, I, I I can't have nothing to do with you, and 
believe it or not, as hard as it is to believe, there were some girls that said the same thing about me. I know, I know, oh, Joey. Really? Get up off no. the floor. I know. It's a shock. Well, it must have been that you were too much of a silent type. You didn't talk and That's what it was. Yeah, you didn't talk enough. <laughs> but, I mean, that's, you, you know... You just, you get to know, I don't know, I don't even know how to put it. You just get to know one another, and if you enjoy one another's company, and and Lauren and I, we even disagree on a lot of things. Sure. But we still, it's not, if, I'll tell you this, I can just about promise you, if we'd have done one of those swipes, we would not have been matched up. I can just about guarantee you, if we had to match on every single point, yeah. On some type of little swiping app thing, she, her name she she wouldn't have popped up. It was just hey, you know, basically, you're good looking. She's like hey, you can dance like a mother, and, <laughs> and you know, I mean, how do moms dance? I just she can still dance, <laughs> but uh, but anyhow, we just. That's just the way we met, and then right. it just became, hey, would you like, you want to go out and do this and do that? And You build and, something together. And yeah, I mean, we get along well enough, and we coincide together. I, I don't know. I like I, the idea for it's that. It's weird. Okay? I, yeah. And Tinder I is Tinder super it. shallow. Tindo is a, yeah, Tinder, is. Tindo. Tinder is a hookup app. You yeah, know? pretty it's, much. That's just a disease in their phone, you know? Right. And so this is seeming like it's Tinder, but with instead of left and right, you have left and right and up and down. Right. You and, have common interests. Yeah. And the point on with people nah. is that you I mean, you can't agree on everything the same. Sure. You got to, I mean. No, it'll give you like 90% hate match or something. I don't know. 75% hate match. Crazy. Never made Maybe you, you know, get hooked up and that you both hate dating apps. And it's like, yeah, you both hate this app, so you'll probably get along. Yeah. But no, no it, there is Negative. something shallow about it. But I think anything works at the end of the day. As long as you get your foot in the door, it's a, it's that sort of thing. I think Tinder is mostly a hookup app. Yeah. But I think there are probably people that go on and get married and have great lives because they met on Tinder. It's not really the Tinder that did it. That was just, again, the foot in the door. But, Joey, there were there were people in the dark ages that got married because they said, hey, you're fixing to marry this dude over here. Get up and go over there. Yeah. And y'all get married. Oh, and right. they fell they in made love. And, they, and they, there, there are situations that anything can work. Love defies the odds. It does. You know, and somebody sent Brandon. Sent you me can something. love anybody, though. I, I I, you can to hate a certain everybody. Yes. If you choose to, you <laughs> can. To a certain extent. But Brandon sent me some of it over the weekend. It was our uh, great marriage debate that we had last year mm. um, with Eric and Brandon here. And you made a, a beautiful call at the end of it, uh, showing how love and commitment can sometimes really be the exception, uh, despite all the pitfalls in modern society. Um, I wouldn't call it an exception, though. I think it's the rule of yeah. true love. Yeah. Yeah. I think most I people today are living that true love? No. I, I didn't say most people were doing it. I said that, I, but I wouldn't say it's an exception. I would say that that is the rule of true love. Okay. And I'm not talking about true love with true in parentheses like Disney movies and all right. that. Let me find my true love. But real, maybe real is a better way to put it. Real love yeah. is not about a feeling. It's about an action and going through that action and fulfilling that and being dedicated. And it's more about a commitment than it is about how does my heart feel today? Am I feeling right. fuzzy inside? 
No, I think that leads a lot of people astray. I, I just, I mean, the exception that given the amount of people that break up these days, including marriages, I think it is to defy the odds when you go all the way and you it, you realize it's not a fuzzy feeling. It is a commitment through thick and thin. Yeah. And I think, unfortunately, even people who understand it don't live up to that. And um, there are some people, though, that, that pull it off. It's uh, tough, but, yeah. you know, it's stupid hate. Dating apps, one thing. I thought it, it's a cute idea. It's funny. I actually think it's funny. It's but if it's I not going to do stupid. the work for you, folks. It's hilarious. You should see the the um, stupid. What is it? The thing Waste we watched time. when it was just a joke. It was funny. Yeah. Well, no, this is different than what you're thinking of now. Oh, is it? Yeah, this is a different comedy sketch. That was uh, uh, the, where you would connect people who hate each other. No, oh, maybe. Some yeah, no, that was like an app that would connect people who love Trump and then love Hillary. And it's like, you two hate each other so much, why don't you get together and, you know. Yeah, okay. Right, hash it out, so to speak. <clears throat> and then they ended up. Yeah. 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 Anyway, we got to hit a break here. But first, I need to tell folks that the show was brought to you by Eddie Bader with the Goodson Group. You mean the buyer's agent? Yes, he wants to be your buyer's agent. You mean the buyer's agent that was so concerned about a house that he got an inspection on and he wasn't clear about the inspection, he called someone and said, hey, can you come double-check behind these people and make sure that they are telling me right? That Eddie Bader? That Eddie Bader. Just this very day actually called someone and had them come out, paid money out of his own pocket to make sure that the house was right before the person bought it. Exactly the same (laughs) guy. That Eddie Bader. That Eddie Bader with the Goods and Group. So if you're thinking about buying a home, especially if you're a first-time home buyer, give Eddie Bader a call. He will be your buyer's agent. Go the extra mile like 84 Southern Wood here was describing and he'll really walk you through a lot of things you might not know about like the inspection like the appraisal but also what options you have uh, given your price range he'll give you a whole variation of options and look for a home that he thinks will fit for you whether it's a growing family or you're you know into bachelorhood in your 30s like myself so give him a call eddie bader's number 322-0662 again that number 322-0662 so we've covered the death of Mean Gene Okerlund. We've mm. covered Mitt Romney providing us yet another example that Americans apparently are high on crack when it comes to, you know, hailing the presidency as some sort of demigod. No, they're just ordinary men. Yeah. At least most Americans didn't drive their dog across the country in a crate on top of their car. <laughs> <laughs> the dog liked Mitt. the wind. It liked the wind. And we've covered the hate dating app. I think there's more we can cover, though. Be right back. You're listening to the Joey Clark Radio Hour. Joey Clark. Joey Clark Radio Hour. Then I'm happy to bring you Monday through Friday alongside the two Hall of Famers here on the Joey Clark Radio Hour, Southern Wood and Seth Spotlow. Woo! I didn't even think about that. The show is uh, <laughs> brought hit to you in your solar plexus. <laughs> <laughs> the show is brought to you by Four Healthy Pets over on the Atlanta Highway at the uh, Village East Shopping Center. Yes, go by. See Teresa. She started Four Healthy Pets as a local business, an option 
for folks who may be a little fed up with the impersonal, I said impersonal touch of the big box store. It's a place where she has put together high-quality, top-notch brands that are all natural, responsibly sourced. Hey, here in the United States, you don't want to get those floor sweepings from China because she wants to make sure your dog, your cat, your pet is happy and healthy. I mean... And you can give them treats, too. It doesn't have to be, you know, the regular food you feed them every day. You can get the chicken crack. Dogs and cats love a bunch. I am just a sucker, though, for a cat playing around with some catnip. And I love the packaging of Meowawana. It is so adorable <laughs> yeah. to watch a cat, you know, flip out over what appears to be a blunt, but it's not a blunt. <laughs> so... Teresa can really help you out, whether it's chew toys your dogs won't destroy in a day, high-quality food you feed them every day, or other snacks and treats. So give her a call or stop by, actually, is the best way. Stop by the Village East Shopping Center for Healthy Pets, or you can visit online, forhealthypetsonline.com, F-O-R, healthypetsonline.com. Tell Teresa that Joey sent you. Speaking of cats... Yeah, I took uh, E squared a cat tower. Yeah, nice. Yes, and the cats loved it. Is it like a, it's a scratch post? It, like no, tower. it's a cat tower it's from a tower. from floor to ceiling. Wow, with about three or four different little levels. Yeah, chill on, and I, I put it in. And, and they can climb it and jump. Love it. Haven't been off of it. Been on it the whole time. That's awesome. And, and they need it with those new puppies. Yeah, over there. it never happens because you know you get a ta- cat tower at somebody's house and you put right. it up and nobody ever touches it. Right. 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 No, have you ever had a thought of, uh, well, have you ever had a thought? Anybody? The what now? Ever had a thought? No, apparently I'm not. Accidentally. Yeah. <laughs> no, have you ever had the thought of, um, that's a big baby? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, or ugly. Well, I've, yeah, that's, that's a different subject, okay. though. But there are such things as ugly babies. Yeah. But they're so ugly, they're cute. I mean, there's something about small creatures, whether human beings or tiny puppies, even if they're a little disfigured for whatever reason, they're still cute. But I mean, have you ever looked down at a newly born baby and like, damn, that's a big baby? You mean like a 14-pound, 13-ounce baby, something in that area? It's always bigger in Texas, and a Texas newborn made a grand appearance earlier this month had an unexpected 14 pounds and 13 ounces. Wow. <laughs> C-section? I don't know. <laughs> now, a C-section, that'd be like a Q-section. I mean, well, you'd be like cutting everything to get that thing out. Parents Jennifer and Eric Medlock were told their newborn son, Ali, is the heaviest baby ever born at Texas Health Arlington <laughs> Memorial Hospital in Arlington, Texas. It'd be weird if it was in Dallas. Dude! What if he sold propane? You could take two of my children what? and put them together and they would only weigh 14 pounds. <laughs> A spokesman for Texas Health Resources confirmed that Ali, who also measured 21, inch, 21 and a half inches at birth, is the largest baby born at the hospital to their knowledge. The doctor who delivered Ali also said the newborn is the largest he's ever brought into the world in his more than 30-year career. She told, Jennifer Medlock, the mother, told the press that she expected Ali to be around 10 pounds, as their now two-year-old daughter was around that weight at birth. But she was shocked when the doctors told her of her son's weight. We did not expect 14 pounds. Nobody did. (laughs) That is ginormous, man. delivered via a scheduled C-section. Also had a C-section with her daughter. I was about to say. Oh, that doesn't count. Walk on out of there. 
Guys, she ain't delivered nothing. Uh-uh. If you don't push it out, you ain't delivered nothing. How you going to push something like that out? That's like but a turkey. Here's, here's the thing. That's a turkey. No, here's the thing. I, New Year's is just in the rear view mirror. It's this new year, 2019, and there are a lot of people out there, myself included. It's not for me to start getting healthy. It's like, continue it, Joey. Eat a little better. Don't do what you did during the holidays. Cut a lot of sugar out of your diet. Exercise every day. I enjoy it. I actually don't feel right if I don't exercise in the morning now. But there are a lot of people wanting to start this sort of routine. Uh, you know, at least exercise three times a week, eat a little better, lose a little bit of weight. But as I look at the picture of the medlocks here, uh, you know, there are some people in this world where exercise, I don't think, is going to help. It's like, you know, some people have thyroid issues. You know, it would be one thing if this baby, this 14-pound, almost 15-pound baby, came out of the womb and it was like a 5'2 skinny mom. That's round. That's, that's bowling ball. Yeah. It's I, I'm telling you, look, I've, I've had... Or I'm just I, saying this fat baby has fat parents. He had, I, came out with a Twinkie. Apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Came out with a Twinkie in the wrapper. I've not had any <laughs> children. Mind you, my wife has had four, and you know how little my wife is. All four of my children were 21 to 21 and a half inches long, tall, whatever you want to call it. Seven pounds, 12 ounces was the biggest one. And that's a pretty good size youngin. Two yeah. of them, we had two 712s, we had a 76, and we had a 71. They were all 21 to 21 and a half long. 14, you think seven, times two is 14. These youngins is twice as round as mine are coming out of the womb. Young are gonna, he gonna be on that. What's that show? Uh, my sixteen, my six hundred pound life. <laughs> That's no, there's no way. I mean, part of me when I read the story before seeing the pictures, like this baby Samoan or something. Is it like a certain genetic type where you're just gonna be big? But I don't know. I'm I mean, glad that the parents were in the background. These parents are huge. Yeah, and you think she was trying for that? No. I mean, are you? she might have been... You think stuff in her face? Yeah. Like, this baby oh. really wants me to eat. It's like, is it the baby or is it you? Like Honey Boo Boo Mama too. Yeah, but okay. There's no arguing with a pregnant woman over what she puts in her mouth, what yeah, she eats. Yeah, Like, I mean, other than, hey, you might not want to smoke that cigarette and down that martini. You know, don't smoke all that pot and that crack, lady. That's not good for your baby. I'm talking about everyday food. They tell you to go get something weird to eat because that's what eat they're craving. Go get it. Eat to your heart's desire. You're eating for two. But when you're eating for a 14-pound baby, my God, man. That's impressive. Very impressive. That's anyway. big. Man, that's big. Would have been really impressive if she pushed it out. Yeah, that's where I was thinking, ouch. Probably would have killed her. Yeah, no, and it makes you wonder, like... The advancements in technology, how we take for granted, oh, baby's born. But how many people have done cesarean? Because of complications. It's nuts. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm still hung up on how big this baby is. Sorry. Don't count. You you just destroyed the whole story. If she right. didn't push C-section? it out, don't count. Yeah. Mm-hmm. C-section doesn't count. Wait, were you born to be a C-section? Do you not count? No, I do count. Yeah. I, but I, well, I, that mean, explains, I wasn't 14 pounds. <laughs> that explains the cone head, then. Well, look, <laughs> it takes a 
extremely large cranium <laughs> to encapsulate all these brains that I have in my head. Right, really, it's impressive. Where do you think Sid gets the nickname Peanut from? Is getting all them brains out. <laughs> I'm serious. <sighs> she looked like a peanut when she come out. It was like, ooh, gross. <laughs> <sighs> but I don't know. I'm I'm still hung up on this fat baby. Well, I you know I bought this shirt, this Faces of Jericho shirt for diabetes research. I have a feeling it's going to be put to good use. <laughs> Just saying. Just saying. Yeah, well, it's well bad. apparently, the, in all seriousness, the baby was born with low br- blood pressure because of his size. So they had to go to the intensive care unit for a little while. He's sure fine he now. Was. He's uh, fine now. At least he's okay. Yeah, Probably he's, on an insulin pump already. Yeah, it's just... No, in all seriousness, not all fat people just, like, put down the Twinkie and work yeah. out a little bit. There are some people who are just big. Yeah. And it's like, okay, where do we draw the line? Because I fat shame myself. I'm like, you've been eating all sorts of sugar nonstop since Thanksgiving. You've been eating mac and cheese. You've been eating crystal. You've been eating Zaxby's and other types of fried chicken. You've been eating everything under the sun, Joey. Stop it. Look your at chin, your gut. Your chin's coming back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have. I need to make a correction because mm-hmm. we only tell the truth on <laughs> right, this <sure>. station. <laughs> yeah, we never fool around. The weight of our children were <laughs> seven, twelve, oh. eight, one. Oh, that was Siri wow. was an eight pounder. That's nice. And then seven, fifteen. That was Nanny. And then Coleman was seven, twelve. So seven, twelve, seven, twelve, seven, fifteen, and eight, one. And this comes from the boss. Ooh, calling a boss now. <laughs> yeah, way to go. Oh, Thank you for listening. I'm her number one fan. <laughs> Apparently, though, speaking of people giving birth, there's a new startup. That wants to have people deliver their baby in space. I could, that's stupid. How are you going to push? Isn't gravity have something to do with this? I suppose. Delivering a child in microgravity may sound like science fiction, but for one startup, it's the future. Space Life Origin, based in the Netherlands, well, of course. Wants to send a pregnant woman accompanied by a trained world-class medical team in a capsule to the space above Earth. The mission would last 24 to 36 hours. Once the woman delivered the child, the capsule would return to the ground. Now, wait, you're talking about like a nine-month, eight-and-a-half-month pregnant woman taking a space flight? Uh, What's going to happen when the G-forces hit when you take (laughs) off? Maybe that's how the kid comes out. G-forces on the way up, it pops out. The way down, it floats. That's stupid. Good Lord. How stupid. A carefully prepared and monitored process will reduce all possible risks. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Sure. We can use all the bureaucratic speak in the world. I doubt that would... I wouldn't do it. Well, Mm-mm. there's a new rule. Like, if... Say Southern Wood here, Seth, came up to me and said, Joey, why don't you have sex with me? And I'd be like... I'll pass. I'll pass there, Southern Wood. You're going to tag it, man? Yeah, I'm not into that, number one. Um, but, you know, I'll pass. But what if he came up to me and said, I want you to have sex with me for a million dollars? I would probably still pass, but I'd be like, man, eh, let me think about it. <laughs> so if they put a big enough price tag, is my point, you know, 
Maybe. Yeah, yeah. everything's, I mean, money has... Yeah. No, no to sell. <laughs> more, more than $1,000,000 to Joey. Okay. <laughs> I'm just sending myself a text message right now. So it, now they figured out why you're on the radio Or is it going to the bank? <laughs> Loan. Let's go to the phones here real quick. Let's see who this is. News Talk, Excellent you're on there. credit line. <laughs> $1,000,000. <million>, $1. <laughs> hey, Who's Joey. This? Joey, you have no shame. No, I don't. No, but seriously, consider it. You know, and what's once your you take ownership of it, I respect you more. What's your number? Hey, did you hear the? Who no, died? Day, what's, what's your number? Saying? You don't want to do it for a million. Would you do it for five? I might do it for a mil if it's tax free. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I'm saying. I got a tax free. I get the IRS out of it. It's not a three way. <laughs> me, me, that individual or that object, and uh, the IRS, uh, no. It's not going to happen. Only Soldier Boy would bring the IRS into this. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> oh, oh, they're my little buddies. Hey, did you hear? Joey, I know you're a big wrestling fan, as such as uh, I am. Did you see who died? Was it yesterday or today? I, that, that's how I opened the top of the show. Mean so Gene, Gene Oker? Yeah. yeah. Is that a man? I tell I you. I even had this prepared. Listen, Soldier Boy. Yes, so I know about it. I tell you, and I tell you, who was that other guy I used to love? Who was it? The Undertaker. He he passed away what, a couple years ago. No, he didn't. The Undertaker was at WrestleMania. No, not the Undertaker, but the, what's his uh, the uh, the, uh, the Paul Bear. Oh yeah, Undertaker. <laughs> I'm not late with your mother, but Kane's here to avenge you. Left him in the fire, Undertaker. <laughs> and if you think I'm exaggerating, folks, I'm not. Didn't he not play the character perfect? Oh, he's from Alabama, right? Oh, it doesn't surprise me. Yeah, really? Yeah. I've seen some. Mobile, I've seen some ladies. I've seen some individuals with makeup like that on. I won't mention any of the ladies' names, but yeah. I mean, remember how, how did he paste them with a spatula? What? Remember he used to put that pasty white makeup on his face. Oh yeah, all bare. Yeah, because he's I, uh, you know. Well, he's supposed to be like embalming fluid, or like right. he's in a casket. You exactly. Know? He's you know they're all a little undead. Oh man, that was. That, you know, they just don't have the really good, you know, side. Oh, watch him call. Who's that one guy right now who's doing pretty good? You watch the WWE, right? Right. Who, who's the guy that, uh, uh, Bobby Lashley's little buddy, the little punk? Oh, I can't stand that guy. Uh, <laughs> something Rush, right? I don't know. Oh, my God. Is he he's annoying? Man. Yeah, he's supposed the to be man? annoying, though. Try not to fall. Uh, it's kind of the bad type of heat where it's like I don't yell you, at the did TV. Did you watch John Cena last night? Did you see John Cena last night? With uh, Becky Lynch, the man. What the hell is with his hair going on? <laughs> it's hilarious. What the hell? It is hilarious. He Cena needs to go back right. to the high and tight, the flat top, crew top. Yeah, I think it was him doing the Hollywood stuff. But I did like the joke where Becky Lynch uh, made the joke about that's not the only thing he's going to drop. Mm-hmm. Remember you said about his, I guess he was talking about his, yeah, you know, his ex-fiance? Yeah, Nikki. I thought that was pretty good. Well, what did you think about that haircut, though, Joey? Really? It looked bad. <laughs> it looked bad. <laughs> looked really it, bad. It looked, I mean, I looked at him, and, and I think he had a little comb over, too, because when he was wrestling, yeah. it looked like someone was falling over to the side. Yeah, it was sticking straight up. It was hilarious. But. Yeah, it was pretty bad, so I, I'm glad that you keep it up with it, Joey. Indeed. All right, you guys have a great evening. And keep the IRS out of your bed. <laughs> Amen to that. Right. Amen to Though apparently there's been some stupid crackdown on, uh, on like, Instagram and adult models. 
Like, essentially, they charge guys lonely, sad men. And I'm sure a few lonely, sad women, too. But mostly men. Because it's apparently our sex who does this stupid crap. Guys would pay these women, like, you know, a little bit of money to go to their premium Snapchat and watch them undress or do something. I don't know. I'm not that lonely. Yeah, uh uh-uh. No, not to give up that amount of money. But apparently there's some big thing on social media to, like, report these women, these models, to the IRS that pay the piper. Pay Uncle Sam for the money you made for taking off your clothes. Like, that's frowned upon in this government, but still give us the cut. So I guess Uncle Sam's like a pimp in many cases. So, hold on. I I, I, I misheard you (laughs) or something. Yeah. You said they were lonely men that took their clothes off. No, people paid no, them. No, Grandpa, no. you. This is too. It's. What well, that's, that's I kind of tuned out. You mean that they're like <laughs> girls that you can pay them money yes. to watch them You're change right. their Do clothes. Do stuff online. Yeah. Okay, that's ridiculous. You're a sad human being if, if you're paying for that. Oh my God. Yep. Well, what about the person? It's free. Like, yeah. Well. It's not personalized. They don't say. They don't talk to your screen name. They don't get taxed. <laughs> hey, Steel Slats. I'm about to take my shirt off. Did you like that, Farty McFart Nuggets? Thank you for the tip. Good Lord. You're a sad human being. That's it. That is sad. I, I mean, you have to wonder at a certain point how bad it has to be for you to start paying for stuff like that. Gotta be pretty bad because even yeah. I won't do it. Right. I, just, I don't know. Y'all are the ones talking about getting on the the, the hate dating on the Tinder hater or whatever and no, I don't swiping and swiping up and down. No, I thought it was a fun idea. I'm not it's doing it. It's funny. That. I'm not doing it. There are not enough people in Montgomery. It's crazy. For that. Yeah, I believe in fate, man. It's Go time, look. It's time. Yeah. That's right. How's that look- working out for you? Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's working out perfect because it ain't time yet. Oh, exactly. You go and you look somebody in the eye and it hits you when you see them and you look them in the eyes and you're like, hey. Me and fiance. This is the one. It doesn't necessarily mean this is the one I'm going to marry and spend my whole life with, but there's something here. There is something that goes off inside your body when you see somebody and you're looking them in the eye and you're talking to Boing. them. Is no, <laughs> damn it, Seth. No, not down there. It goes off, and you're like, "There's something about this person," and you start the conversation. And maybe it's one date, two dates, three dates, and it's over. Or maybe you end up. This is the one. So let fate continue to guide you, Seth. I talked to Eric on New Year's Eve. We were sitting there at a table right before the thing was happening, and he was like, "Keep doing the right thing, man. No matter how hard it gets." I was like, well, thanks, man. That's good advice. That is. No matter how hard it gets, folks, do the right thing. (laughs) You've listened to the Joey Clark Radio Hour. Why? Well, that's up to you. And I'll be back tomorrow night. That's a good question. (laughs) I'll be back tomorrow night. We'll see what's going on then. Till then, goodbye. Joey Clark.